This is Shout Podcast with Kim Robson, the official health and well-being podcast from the Firefighters Charity. Hello, welcome to episode four of the Shout Podcast. We're focusing on health and well-being in season two. We take a look at specific topics or issues in each episode. And this time around, it's all about living well in later life. As usual, we'll be speaking to experts and hearing from beneficiaries. And today we're chatting to the charity's community development lead, Claire Hannaford, about socialising later in life. We find out more about the Living Well groups and how those groups have had to adapt during the pandemic. We're also going to join a Living Well group to listen to Claire speak with some of those beneficiaries and hear some of their experiences from the past year. Also later in this episode, content editor Rebecca Pocklington is speaking to physiotherapist Louise Lawton about the importance of staying active in later life. And we'll give you some simple ways to add some activity to your everyday. Don't forget, I'll be telling you more about a very special Shout Podcast Plus that's coming soon as well. But right now, let's get on with episode four. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast the Firefighters Charities Communities Development Lead, Claire Hannaford. Claire, it's been a strange year. Can you tell us about some of the challenges that some of our more senior members of the fire service community have faced over these last 12 months? Yes, I can. Oh, bless them. It's been a really difficult time, hasn't it? Um, Obviously, in later life, um, you know, there are challenges in terms of staying mobile and, you know, getting around and about. But COVID has just really uh, had such an impact on our on our older population. You know, it's it's disproportionately affected them in terms of the impact. We know that um, for them, getting COVID was a you know could potentially be uh, really problematic. And so, you know, they've been really quite scared, um, very cautious about what's happening, and it's had a really massive impact. And I think, you know, that alongside the fact that our older population are more likely to experience social isolation and loneliness, you know, it's been a real double whammy for them. You know, for some people, it's been really devastating and very, very isolating, a very isolating experience. And that isolation could lead to, you know, long-term problems and issues, couldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, being lonely, it sounds it sounds like a small thing and it's not. Age UK did a big study on this a few years ago and found that people who were chronically lonely, so persistently felt lonely, you know, had a much, much poorer life experience. You know, they equated it to to the, you know, is the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes per day in terms of the health impact. And I mean, when you look at it like that, that's, that's phenomenal, really. That's, and also seems like something that should be preventable in this day and age where we're so connected all the time. You know, the fact that we've got um, rafts of people who feel lonely just feels incredibly sad, I think. One of the things that the charity have been able to pride themselves on are the Living Well groups. Now, they're going to have had to have changed a bit during lockdown. Tell me a little bit about those groups and and how that change has had to happen. So originally, the Living Well groups um, happened in communities. So uh, we set up groups which were led by volunteers, uh, where they were run at community fire stations. We were just really hitting our stride in terms of people being interested to come forward and volunteer. I think we've got, you know, nine groups and another four pending uh, pre-COVID. 
just lovely, lovely things to do. Um, you know, we would meet monthly, there'd always be a speaker would come along. Um, and people who, you know, may not have served in that area would come along to the group and find this kind of ready-made firefighter family that they could um, bond with and relive those shared experiences. So, you know, living well groups are just a real life-affirming experience when you go along. Lots and lots of laughter, you know, really positive. But obviously, you know, we had COVID, that stopped all of that. And so we had to think about how we could stay in touch with people. And, you know, by and large, the most logical thing to do is move things online. And so uh, we had a real push to do that sort of last year. And again, you know, it was quite tricky because there's technology involved and um, <laughs> that can be that can be really challenging. So um, but we've persisted and I think, you know, people have really come along with it. And and so we've been running, you know, several groups a week. Uh, sometimes a chat, sometimes, you know, a talk from somebody. We do mobility sessions and they, again, they've really come into their own over winter, I think, where, you know, isolation can really be amplified in terms of those dark days and sort of miserable weather. So, um, so it's been really nice to be able to run those. It's really great that you've been able to carry them on in albeit slightly a different way. I mean, I guess it's like everyone's working life. Everything had to change, really. And it's good that, that the older generation have embraced this. What kind of feedback have you had from the attendees on it? Oh, it's been really positive. You know, we've got people that will just come and drop in for the things that they fancy. So, um, you know, they might come along for a workshop on balance, for example, because that's something they're finding challenging. Um, or they might come and do some meditation. And then we've got people that come very regularly for the sort of chat and a cup of tea where they can come for 10 minutes if they like. They don't have to say anything, but they can contribute if they want to. You know, for them, that it's just this kind of, oh, well, it's just nice to see people. And I think... You know, when we went back and asked for some feedback, what people reported strongly was they liked to be connected with other people from the fire and rescue service community because there is such a strong sense of belonging to it. And they felt that that was really positive, particularly, you know, when they were sort of restricted from seeing friends and families, as we all have been over the last year. I mean, they're an, a brilliant and a fairly simple idea, really. I'm assuming the face-to-face -face will return at some point. But do you think the online living well groups might be here to stay? Oh, yes, definitely. I think it's really opened our eyes. And, you know, the benefit of online is that if you are really restricted from a mobility point of view or there isn't a group in your area, then you can come online and you can meet people from all over the country. I mean, that's been a real joy as well because we have people in Scotland. Uh, we've got people in Malta. I mean, we've got people from all over the place that, that regularly drop in. And so um, it's nice that they come from everywhere. Um, but yeah, definitely we'll be going back to the face to face as soon as we can. But I think we can do we can do both. How can people join either the online groups or, or the face to face when we're back? They just need to get in touch with us and we can either direct them to an online group or if there's a group running in their area, we'll direct them to that. We are starting new groups all the time or we will be once we're able to go back again. And generally what we do in, in that case, if we're starting a new group, is we will write a letter to any beneficiary that we have in that area and invite them to come along if they would like to. So if we've got details, then they should receive an invitation. And if not, we do try and promote it across social media. So it's really just keeping your eyes peeled. What we usually find is we start a group running 
and the first time the people that got a letter will turn up and the second time they might bring a friend that they know from the area. So word of mouth works quite nicely as well. Claire, thank you. It sounds brilliant. And we look forward to actually hearing from some of those beneficiaries with their experiences a little later in the podcast. Thank you. You're listening to Shout Podcast from the Firefighters Charity. Coming up a little later in the podcast, I'll be giving you details of our next Shout Podcast Plus, exclusive content that sits in between our regular podcast episodes. But now, as promised, let's join one of Claire's Living Well groups. We have some uh, members of our regular online Living Well group with us today, which is a big, big treat for me. I was just wondering if you were saying who you are and whereabouts in the world you are. Yeah, my name's uh, Sean. I've been in the fire service for 33 years, from in Hertfordshire and uh, North Yorkshire. Oh, hi, my name's Bob. I'm currently in Surrey. Originally, I started in Warwickshire Fire Brigade as a junior fireman, as we were called in those days, and then eventually transferred down to London. Done over 40-odd years in the fire service. With this lockdown and everything, because I've got this um, chronic lung disease, I, I'm clinically vulnerable. So, obviously, I was isolated. And although the family and friends, all the rest of it's great, but um, this was just another thing to put in your diary of an event that you could meet up with like-minded people. Thank you. And, Jane, do you want to just say whereabouts you are? I'm Jane. I live in southwest Wales. I worked for Wiltshire Fire and Rescue and then Mid and West Wales, um, not operational. I found the groups exceptionally useful. The practical things like the balance, the Tai Chi, pain clinics, all very, very useful. It was nice for me to rebond with the fire service community because I haven't been with them for a long time. Prior to lockdown, very sadly, my husband passed away. So I was kind of double isolated. So it was a very, very excellent way of meeting people, talking and getting myself out of my head. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Jane. How did you first hear about the online group? Because obviously we've got living well groups that we run around the country or whether you just heard about us from the online point of view and that's what attracted you to come during lockdown. I was, um, when I left, I had quite a bad breathing problem and um, I did get very low and um, I had to have uh, some... I got in touch with the firefighters charity and the, uh, the psychology side mentioned it, this, this group and uh, she said it would be a good way for me to talk to people in a very similar situation and um, just get to know some people and uh, it helped me so much. And it was nice to sort of just see some people from the fire service because I know when I left the fire service and the COVID um, thing started, I used to go up to the station to see some of my old colleagues. But when the, obviously when the lockdown happened, that, that all that sort of stopped and uh, mm. I did feel very isolated. And I can't um, thank the charity enough for what they've done for me, really. So. Oh, that's really lovely good. to hear. Thank you. How have you found getting online? Um, Jane, have you had any challenges? What was the technology like? Um, for me, easy, because I'm doing a lot of Zoom work. So it was really easy. The links, for me, luckily, always worked. Everything you sent always came through. And what I also liked is when we weren't online, you'd always do a summary every week we've done this this and this and a program for the week after 
So it wasn't as if when we were offline, we were forgotten or left. So the email part of technology was as useful as the Zoom links. Did you all find that, you know, when we sort of hit lockdown, that you kind of um, use of technology generally increased anyway? Were you sort of FaceTiming friends and, and family and what have you? What about you, Bob? And having kids, they, uh, they put you right and sort you out and get you linked up. And yeah. <laughs> once you know what to yeah. press, what to do, then it's dead easy. But I always recommend um, people to get their grandchildren around to show them how, yes. how yeah. it works. And they just do it in seconds, don't they? Just do it. Yeah. I think it's our generation want to know what's happening. And you don't press anything we don't understand. So you mm. never get off the ground. Whereas they just press everything and it, it either works or doesn't work, but they just press something else. But we're sort of bored. If you press that, you could lose everything <laughs> yeah. and it's all gone. So you don't do it. So <laughs> We do always say that if anybody wants to join us online and not sure that we can do a practice run and they don't have to not be able to work it in front of other people. What is it that you've liked doing? What, what's appealed to you about the online groups? Uh, Jane, do you want to go first? I certainly like the Tai Chi, the pain clinics, the, the, the situations that bring us knowledge mm. and the situations that allow us to practice, like the Tai Chi and the, the balance clinic was brilliant. It really revolutionised what I thought I could do. And I did like, I really enjoyed the Christmas quiz. That was fun. <laughs> and that got everyone together and got us all kind of leaving the groups on a high just before Christmas. So there's a little bit of, it's nice to learn something, but it's also nice to be with other people. There was a sleep session. That was really good. And, <laughs> and the uh, nutrition was good as well. What I like is when you send the emails out, you can sort of choose what, which one you want to go to in it. There's no pressure for you to sort of go to mm. everyone. And um, Bob, you're a regular on our mobility sessions, aren't you? Mm, yeah, I missed them um, when we didn't have them for a couple of weeks. What do you like much. about them? It's something to aim for, you know, to put it in your diary or in your memory that, right, you've got a, a mobility session for half an hour, whatever, and it's great. It just gets you going. Do you think it's been useful, like when you get to see people and they're from the Fire and Rescue Service, do you sort of feel immediately that you've kind of got a connection with them anyway? Oh, definitely. I think that one of the biggest things people miss, I think, from the fire service is, is the banter and the camaraderie of the, around the mess table, um, you know, after a job, sometimes really bad, that you'd all sit and talk it through. Um, whereas once you retire, you miss all that. So this is a way of sort of linking him back with that. I'll just start to say um, it's the attitude of the fire department charity. They, they get the fire service. They get what people have you know, been through and what you're sort of, sometimes you, you don't want to talk about things, but they get it out of you to talk about things. And I always find that they understand I get it, you know what I mean, with the fire service. It makes it a lot easier for me to explain what's, what's going on. And it's so nice to be able to do that. And it's sort of, it's helped so much. Oh, that's really lovely to hear. I think, you know, what we what we want to do is be able to provide you with the right support, depending on, you know, what your requirements are. And of course, that comes in many different ways. But our Living Well groups, you know, have only been running in sort of a couple of years. It's very light touch and it's, you know, it's really about social support as much as anything. But if that then allows you to look for support in other ways or, you know, to come from other support to us, I think really whatever works for you is, um, is the main thing, isn't it? You're listening to Shout Podcast from the Firefighters Charity. 
The Living Well groups are really excellent and we'll be sharing details of how you can find out more in the podcast notes. So we know it's really important to keep things moving later in life. So content editor Rebecca Pocklington is speaking to physiotherapist Louise Lawton about the importance of staying active. Hi Louise, thanks so much for joining us. Can we start by discussing why it's so important for your overall health to be active as you get older? both for your physical and for your mental health? Absolutely. I don't think you can underestimate how important it is to keep physically active um, as much as you possibly can. Um, You know, from a bone health point of view, from muscle strengthening, from, you know, digestive to respiratory, being active helps all of these things. It helps your blood pressure. It helps your heart stay healthy. The people that I speak to always want to be able to maintain their own independence. They want to be able to wash and dress themselves. They want to be able to cook for themselves. They want to be able to get out and enjoy life and be active. Things do get harder as we get older. We we recognise that. Um, but we also recognise that you know, even people that are a hundred are able to improve their their leg strength, their muscles, um, their general health and abilities. And we do have that research to say, yes, you can you can improve these things at any age. So a, a lot of people think about exercise being outdoors, going for sort of long walks and long runs and that kind of thing. What kind of exercises could you recommend for people as they age to do inside? Are there any sort of stretches or um, basic moves that they could try? If you look on our website, we actually have put some chair-based exercises on there because, you know, for, for some people, balance might be an issue. And if you live alone um, and you're fearful of exercising um because you 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 feel you might be at risk of falling or people wouldn't know if you if you've hurt yourself being able to exercise in the chair is really quite um useful and we have put some chair-based exercises up there for for people to to peruse and to to use if they if they need to but having things like um you know cans of beans or or a can that they can hold in their hand and use like a, a weight so they could do bicep curls or you know lift the 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 can above their head they can march on the spot either in standing or in sitting just using what's around you we sometimes have people that play bingo with if they hear a certain word on the tv they have to do two or three sit to stands for example or um, you'll have people that go every time I go to the kettle I'm going to do some heel raises so they'll, they'll push up onto their tiptoes and back down again um, which keeps their ankles a bit more mobile and is good general strengthening or they might practice standing on one leg um, whilst they're waiting for the kettle to boil just trying to building a little bit of movement throughout the day would be very beneficial for for most people as a body we 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 are designed to be up and moving about a little bit so if through circumstances you do feel like you're in the house a lot more and you're 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 sitting for long periods try to think of ways of of breaking that up so it could be even you know put the radio on instead of the tv and try a little dance (laughs) 
or stand at the kitchen window and and spot how many birds you can see and every time you see a bird do a little knee dip it could be like you said just trying to to do some step ups on on the the bottom step of your of your stairs if you feel that's safe and appropriate to do so it really doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be for long periods of time and if when you've done that you think actually I do feel a little bit better it is easier for me to get out of the chair it's easier for me to get out of bed I can go to the toilet easier then then you're you're more inclined to do it a little bit more again so that two minutes might lead to four minutes and and you know before you know it you'll be you'll be feeling a lot stronger As a charity, we, like much of the world, have changed our service delivery somewhat over the last year, ensuring we continue to deliver our services through more innovative digital technologies. How have we helped people stay active over the last year and how will we continue to do so going forwards? Well, we've got lots of of ways of doing it. I mean, currently we've got the Living Well groups. I've done exercise with people online through um, online assessments and and being able to to watch them do their exercises in the kitchen and and make you know amendments to to technique and all of those things we've got a portfolio of exercises that you can access via the website and we've got lots of lots of new resources from that point of view there's lots of there's lots of information via Shout magazine and podcasts like this that are all ways of of accessing information that can promote us being more active as we age. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, Louise. You're listening to Shout Podcast from the Firefighters Charity. In between our regular podcast episodes, we bring you very special and exclusive content in the Shout Podcast Plus. In the next one, Kath Savage is giving us stress-busting garden top tips. Here's a little exclusive. Grow more than flowers. You can grow more herbs in a pot in your kitchen, which has the added bonus of meaning they're at your fingertips for when you're cooking. You can grow basil, thyme, chives or rosemary and enjoy their benefits for months. If you've got space, consider a vegetable patch or just pick up some tomato or strawberry plants to grow them in pots. As always, if you want to find out more about the topics that we've discussed on the podcast, then there are links in the podcast notes, and you can always visit the Firefighters Charity website at firefighterscharity.org.uk forward slash shout podcast. To make sure that you don't miss any of our main podcasts or Shout Podcast Plus episodes, please do subscribe via your usual platform. And don't forget to give us a rating if you can. Coming up on the next episode in a fortnight's time, we're talking mental wellness. What do we mean by this? We'll talk about resilience and self-worth, improving mental wellness, how better sleep will improve this. And of course, as always, links to how the charity can help. We'll be speaking to a beneficiary who'll be reflecting on their journey through a change in mental health too. Until next time, take care. Shout Podcast. Please subscribe and review us wherever you get your podcasts and check out firefightercharity.org.uk to find out how the Firefighters Charity could support you. If you liked Shout Podcast, you're going to love My Firefighters Charity the new social media wellbeing and fundraising app for the fire services community. 
packed with great well-being content from the expert teams at the Firefighters Charity, you can connect with others, join groups, collaborate and have fun with your fire family friends across the UK. And you can get the advice and help you're after from the Firefighters Charity whenever you need it. Head to your app store, search for My Firefighters Charity and register for free today.